the story of the Christmas truth is a popular pastoral illustration. You probably heard it. If not, here it is. In 1914, Christmas Eve 1914, in the midst of World War I, the guns had been blaring and the, 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 the sirens going off and the noise of the battlefield was raging when suddenly across the expanse, the British heard the silence. The silence coming from the sides of the Germans. And, and, and then in the silence, they began to hear the faint sound of a familiar tune. Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht. And then that one voice stepped out of the trenches. And then as the story goes, they began to hear the, the tune spread out into more and more voices. And then they themselves, the British, began to sing along this, of course, beautiful carol, Silent Night, Holy Night. And the story goes that based on this song being sung by this brave German soldier who stepped out of the trenches, that, that all the soldiers were drawn out to sing together and then when the song ended, they, they met in the middle of the battlefield to exchange Christmas greetings. The story is told that this, this song, Silent Night, Holy Night, helped lead to a Christmas truce. And that land that it was once full of explosions was now a beautiful, serene moment. Of course, over the years, the story has been softened around the edges and romanticized and beautified as best it can for a war story. Indeed, there were carols involved, not just Silent Night, but other carols as well. The Germans would sing, and then the British would sing, and then the Germans would sing, and the British would sing back. All up and down the line, there was various examples of this truce taking place in different ways. There was a soccer game in the middle of no man's land between the, beyond the barbed wire and out of the trenches in no man's land. A, someone pulled out a, a football, as they called it, but of course in the States we call it a soccer ball. And they began to play a game. A German soldier who was a, who was a barber began to give haircuts to soldiers on both sides of the lines. But there was also darkness in the midst of this. The stories we don't tell are that there were soldiers that were shot as they were let out in the thoughts that there was a truce and then the enemy gunned them down. A story of soldiers being stabbed when they came to meet in the middle of leaders being stabbed. Of course, we leave those latter points out when we tell the story. We, myself included, the reason why we leave these points out is we prefer the video, we prefer the, 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 the romanticized story of hearing that just one voice singing, Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht. We love to hear that. And we love to, to, to see in the video, if you've ever seen the video, that, that, that song grow into many voices. 
when the resounding of, of the many voices sing all together, all is calm, all is bright. In the midst of darkness that was the battlefield, we love to hear the soldiers singing together, all is calm, all is bright. Why do we like that story so much? Why is that such a popular story for pastors to share at the Christmas season? Stories like that, stories like this that I just told, give us hope. They, they give us hope. The picture, the contrast of those moments of, of guns blasting and, and of, of soldiers dying suddenly, light breaking through, through the voice, through a song being sung about the holy night of Jesus' birth. The darkness broken apart by a glimmer of light. I believe this is why the Christmas tradition resonates so strongly both in, in Christians, in, the, in, in people that are part of a church and those who are also not part of a church. This is why even my atheist friends go to, to churches during the Christmas season and, and listen to the Christmas story. Why they embrace songs about a Savior they supposedly don't even believe in. Why they sing themselves the hymns of Christmas. Because there is this universal truth. There is this universal need within, within all humanity to have light, a glimmer of hope, break through in the midst of darkness. And that is the Christmas story. It is light breaking through into darkness. Luke chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for, for Mary to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly, the Bible tells us, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. 
And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Every Christmas, I struggle. And many other pastors that I've talked to struggle at Christmas time to find that new way of telling the Christmas story, to, to avoid rehashing the old illustrations of the Christmas truth, truce, and other such Christmas lore. And I'm sure in years to come, I will continue to struggle with, with how to make the Christmas story fresh. But this year, as I read the story found in Luke once again, the original story on its own, and really this is the way it always is, was enough. It is enough. John summarizes all these verses with, with just a few words in, in John chapter 1 and verse 9. All those verses we just read, those 20 verses, are summarized in John chapter 1 and verse 9. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. And this Christmas, as I read this story, this is what I see. This is why I'm reminded as I read this story of why people love Christmas so much. Because it is the story of light breaking through and coming into darkness. The Christmas story is the story of the gospel. Think about it. The story begins with with Joseph and Mary going to Bethlehem, but, but it's the story really of Jesus coming to us in a humble way. The King of kings and the Lord of lords coming down from heaven in a humble manner. And Jesus comes to us humbly, even now. That's the beginning of the Christian journey. We are told of Jesus' presence through a friend, maybe, we're told of Jesus' presence through a, through a sermon, through an evangelist or a pastor, through a book. In this story, it was the angels that announced the presence of Jesus. Jesus comes. Someone tells us about Jesus. We hear about Jesus in some way. Something about this Jesus draws us to him. Draws us to him. During so many other parts of the Christian years, during so many other times uh, in life, the Christian church focuses on many things, but, but not as often probably as they should Jesus. But, but we seem to do Christmas pretty well. We seem to always come back around to this, this simple story. And when we tell this simple story of Jesus— Atheists show up to hear, to be moved, to ponder this ancient story. 
Something about Jesus draws us. And the shepherds, they are the same way. They hear the announcement and, and they're drawn to go see, to check out for themselves who this Jesus is, what they have been told. The shepherds make their way to the newborn baby. Just as we come to hear the story of the newborn baby again. And when we, in our Christian walk, when we encounter Jesus face to face for ourselves, everything becomes light. Our, our lives are, are utterly changed. The Bible tells us that the shepherds went away glorifying and, and praising God. They, they have this encounter with Jesus. He's just a baby at the time, but, but something about him. They, they realize this is the Messiah and their lives are changed and they go away worshiping God and we come to Jesus just as we are. Poor shepherds. Poor sinners. And when we have a real encounter with Jesus, we go away glorifying and praising Jesus. And then we do what is the most natural thing to do when you have had a real encounter with Jesus. You tell someone else. You, you look for someone else to tell them. And the Bible tells us this is what the shepherds did as well. They went out and they proclaimed to everyone who would listen what they had heard and what they had seen. That is the gospel story right there in the birth of Jesus. Jesus comes to us. Somehow we hear about Jesus. Something communicates to our hearts about Jesus. The angels, the Holy Spirit, a friend, a pastor, whomever. We go to check Jesus out for ourselves. And when we see him, we realize that he is different than any other. And we praise and we worship Jesus. And then we go and want to tell someone else. That is the gospel experience, the gospel journey. We may be on a dark hillside one minute. We may be in a dark place one minute. We may be in a place where we think that is unforgivable one minute. We may be in a, in a painful relationship one minute. We may be in the midst of 2020 one minute and in the midst of COVID. But the light of Jesus, even in those dark places, even just a glimmer of light of Jesus explodes in brightness. That's the amazing thing about the Christmas stories. It's a story of shepherds in absolute darkness, suddenly surrounded by light and discovering their purpose to praise God and give glory to Him. Bombs exploding one minute. Guns spattering fire one minute. Dead bodies one minute. And then the next minute, Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht. The next minute. That's the experience of Jesus. That's why we love that Christmas true story. Because we all understand darkness and how good it feels to step out of the darkness and into the light. To be on a dark hillside one moment, surrounded by the glory of God the next. To be in the throes of, of 
of suffering and pain one moment and to then experience Jesus in the next. And even in suffering, to be able to have hope of a better day. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Stille Nacht, Heile Nacht, Silent Night, Holy Night. All is calm and all is bright. <laughs>